Friday. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It is the new year. It is a new you. Boy, it's the same old us. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Steven CDP Watson. As always, back online, my partner in crime. My name is Dante Bridges. I'm an adult now, so I'm not going to say it twice, okay? It's like, okay, so... I have evolved into a person that can say his name only one time and that you know what... Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. There you Dante go. Chase Bridges never needed a a.k.a. until I started to make it an a.k.a. See, some... Okay, all right. The bottom line is, together, that would make us the brothers. And it's 2021, and we just gave you a unique opening. Ain't that something? So, how y'all doing? Happy New Year. We are back at it again. And boy, did we start this year off with a bang now, didn't we? We, uh, hell kind of broke loose earlier this week. We don't know how. Well, actually, we do know how. We do know why. But we just find it highly ironic. And we're going to discuss that today. But first, we got a little something we like to call Town Hall Business. Mr. Bridges, what you got? So today, we are going to shout out somebody. I've been looking at your uh, online business. I'm going to go back to it right now. Because mm-hmm. I was just telling Steve, this online business that you got right, you got a lot of stuff that I want to purchase myself. Like, hold on, let me, I'm trying to get, get to it real quick. You just like, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to find it real quick. Got you. Because when I went to it and I looked on your online, I was like, man, I need to get some of this because me, I'm an advocate of body scrubs, lotions. Uh, If you go into my bathroom, I got sets of lotions for every single thing. I got coconut oil that I put on my body and that I brush my teeth with. I got body scrubs. I got exfoliants. I got stuff that I mix together. I shea butter when I get out the tub and when I put it on my hands when I'm about to leave out there. I, I'm. This is me right here. So I want to give a special shout out. I don't give a damn if I like to take care of my body. Hey, I ain't knocking you on that. You just very specific with that shit. I'm just know? saying, this is what I do. I'm just saying. And... A young lady named Moni Roberts, mm-hmm. right, that got a line of body scrubs. And, you know, I ain't never used them, but what I can see out of them, I can see that this is some quality stuff. It looked like, you know, she really knows what she's doing on the mixing up herbs and things like that side of the game. So what I want y'all to do is I want y'all to go to the Brothers group page, okay? That's Real Talk with the Brothers. And I want you to cash mob a young lady named Moni Roberts, okay? Moni Roberts. She got a brand and a website called Crystal Lux Online. Now, I'm going to say it in a way that you can, you know, just going to type it out. Mm-hmm. Crystal Lux, that's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-L-U-X-X dot online. Crystal Lux mm-hmm. with two X's. I want you to go there. I want you to support her business, not because it's a black-owned business, but because she got some good-ass stuff on here. Let's see some of the stuff she got on here. She got crushed walnut and apricot seed face and body scrubs. She got natural hair gels. What what do we got? Custom candles with a company Himalayan sea sauce with brown sugar body scrub sets? Come on, man. I'm going to get some of this right here. I'm going to get some of this right here. Brown sugar and sea salt body scrubs. She got her own homemade candles. She got something I can't even pronounce, but it sounds sexy. (laughs) Pachot Jasmine Shea Butter Body Whips. I don't know what the hell that means. We're not going to try to box. But I want some of that. 
So shout out to Monet Roberts. What I want you to do is the way that you can help the brothers out is if you go to the brothers page, Real Talk with the Brothers, you find this in the promote your business section and you cash mob Moni Roberts Crystal Lux dot online and you get some of these products because to be honest, I'm going to pick me up some of this after we get finished. I think I'm going to get the uh, Beautify Body Set, okay? I don't care what you think about it. So you want to be luxurious. I, I, I love myself. So you want to be. Shout out to you. You got a lot of we stuff. Shower, do you do this when you shower and just put it down on your face like you like it dripping down? I, I, like, I do. I have a set scheme you know, you, of how I do. I have my coconut. I have my shower coconut. I have my mixed shower and body washes. I have my exfoliants. And when I get out, I have to do my treatments. Exfoliants. <laughs> And when I get out of there and go into my room, I got my coconut butters. I got my mixture of the deodorants that I like. I have my uh, scented cologne profile, which right now for the winter is black vanilla, spice. And I like to use that. That's what I use. Uh, either Extreme Spice Bomb. You know, that's my uh, go-to. And that's how I do it. You would have spent five minutes on bath and body products. You know that? Yeah. If you ever seen me in like a Walmart or like a Target, I'd be sitting in the goddamn deodorant and body scrub and, and the goddamn lotion. You, don't tell me you spend like 10 minutes trying to decide which Hell one you yeah. want to get. Now, I don't even be deciding. I just be looking. I just be in there. Like you want to know what new, if there's something new you might want to try. I be, in that, I be in that like kid in the candy store. You know how I remember you, you had about a dollar and fifty cent when you was five, six, mm-hmm. seven years old, and you went to the dollar store, and you was just sitting in there like, God damn, they got chews and fruities. Wait a minute, what the Chews hell is this? The fuck is a fruit roller? Because this is around ninety six. Right. What is a fruit roller? But right now the adult version you use body wash. Hold on, wait a minute, is that coffee and butternut bodies? I mean. We're gonna give you a bath and body work segment now. But I don't even need it because if we go to Monet Roberts (laughs) Crystal Lux dot online, I'm gonna rock with the girl. So please shout out Crystal Lux online. Monet Roberts. Moni Roberts. Get in tune with her because she got a lot of good stuff, man. I'm gonna check it out, man. Good. So that's mine of the day, man. Steven, what you got for the people? Well, you know what? I'm gonna go stick with the usual suspects. Shout out to our Official DJ always, DJ JMC, and his brands, Daydream to Reality, Project X on Wodair TV on their hub. Wodair, 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 And they also just informed me that they're relaunching the world's greatest podcast is coming back. Be sure to check that coming soon on Wodair TV. Wodair, Also, shout out to our homegirl Angelina and her brand, Skylight Beauty and Apparel. Be sure if you want to get your little hookup with the shoes, the clothes, the purses, the little, the, 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 the Jordans, Air Force Ones, whatever you need, holla at Angelina Edwards at Skylight Beauty and Apparel. Be sure to holla at her if you want to get your hookup because, you know, it's the new year. You just to get it going. Say that one more time. What's Skylight Beauty and Apparel from Miss Angelina Edwards. Get your hookup from the streets. So you can be flesh, dapper, and fly. Now, to, I, you need to go because whatever you want to go to Foot Locker for, mm-hmm. you can go to the girl Angelina Edwards yes, for. If you want to go to Coles, Macy's, Burlington Co. Factory sometime, mm-hmm. uh, Furman Mills, if that's what you feel like, right. you ain't even got to go there. Go to the girl Angelina Edwards. 
and cash mobber, okay? Because she's doing good business. She's been doing business for how long? About two, three years? Two years now. She's been doing this for a minute. So you're going to get your orders when you're going to get your orders and you're going to get them correctly. Because right. you know when you deal with independent people, sometimes you be yeah. like, man, I don't know, man. This might come in two months. Right. No, trust me. You deal with Angelina Edwards, you're going to get your orders in the time that she specifies. Yes. And if something happens, trust me, she's going to take care of you. She does you, good, good business. you know we always here to support our black-owned businesses. We, without our support, we don't support each other. Who will? And at the same time, man, I support good black owned business that's true because i got a story as much as i'm saying shout out moni roberts angelina edwards i'm gonna give a not shout out to the jamaican jerk place on 128th <laughs> in ashland <laughs> this is not a shout out i'm just gonna say the jamaican jerk place i'm not naming your name you have the worst customer service <laughs> i have ever seen in my damn life First of all, how you a jerk chicken place and you ain't got chicken or jerk sauce? In 12 in the goddamn afternoon. Man, I went up there. Oh, I went up there two days ago. Okay. And I said, hey, you know what? Can I purchase some jerk sauce? We ain't got none. How you a jerk Wait chicken place and you don't have no jerk sauce? Wait a minute, you don't have any jerk sauce? No, we ain't got none. So why y'all open? Okay. Um, <laughs> Did you really roll your neck like that? Yeah, because I, I was disgusted at her okay. attitude. I said, okay, listen, can I get a uh, half white uh, uh, dinner? We ain't got no white. Okay, let me get the thighs. We ain't got thighs. We only got wings. That's white. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you have? We got oxtails and that's all we got. We got macaroni and cabbage. She talking to me like this. So... For that place She's on not, 128. She's not happy with you at all. No, 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 no. First of all, this is the way she is. I done seen some bull-ish in that place. <laughs> I seen one time somebody come in there with their daughter. The lady had to be about 60, 70 years old. And for some reason, they was talking crazy to her. So she brought her daughter up. Daughter up. Looked like she was about my age, about 35, 36, mm -hmm. something like that. And the daughter said, hey, hey, who was in here talking crazy to my mother? Who's in here talking crazy? And everybody was like, I don't know who did it. I don't know who it was. She left. Then I'm still in the place. All of a sudden, the little crazy ass girl that was talking crazy was hiding in a car waiting for them to pull off. Wow. So when she left, the girl came back like, whoo, was that them? Yeah, girl, whoo, you dodged the bullet. Then she, that was still on work, she was still working, went back in the car and was chilling out with a dude. So, in other words, so this like, shout out to 128th in the Jamaican Jerk Place. If you live anywhere near Calumet Park, do not go there. Okay? We can shout out black-owned businesses all we want to, but I will not put up with a black-owned service that disrespects black people. And they got the nerve to have a don't destroy black-owned business sign in their front door. We not doing it, you doing it. So give credit where credit is due. If you got a good black-owned business, I'm going to shout you out. But if you got a bad one, I'm going to shout you out too because you need to either straighten up or leave because black people don't deserve that. I don't know who y'all think y'all is talking about y'all ain't got no chicken or no jerk sauce and you a J Jamaican jerk chicken How place. How do you not have jerk sauce? The one thing you would think you would have is jerk sauce. And these motherfuckers is right next to an Aldi's and yeah. a grocery store. They can literally make it. 
it, it push on the shove. Somebody run and get you a, a three packs of chicken or something like that. Somebody run and get you some all spice and some, some spices and mix it up and make some Jamaican jerk sauce or something. Why do you not have stuff that you are known for as a Jamaican jerk spot? Like, come on, do better, black people. I think that concludes our town hall business because apparently you can't fuck with a black man and it's jerk chicken, okay? Not, that, no, no, no. Brown stew chicken, jerk chicken. You just, you just fucking up. You fucking up jerk chicken now. You don't deserve to be a black on business. So anyway. This is disrespectful. Man. This is, uh, this looks like, it, it sounds like it's disrespectful. Like I can't do, you can't do this. So now that we got that out the way, let's get to our topic of today. And apparently... We couldn't even get past the first week of 2021 before all hell broke loose. And I'm talking about the the coup, the invasion on Capitol Hill yesterday. The coup d'etat. The coup d'etat. The Olympus has fallen. I don't know, a thousands. We don't even know how many. We can't even keep count. We don't really care, but there's a lot of them. It didn't look like us either. But a Thousands of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. to overrun the Electoral College that was taking place that would have confirmed that Joe Biden would be elected the next president of the United States. And man, they went in there and they turned that motherfucker out. (laughs) I mean, shit. I have never seen this type of shit before. I think in the 35 years of our lives, we probably have never seen this. Matter of fact, we haven't. Because we ain't seen nobody invade the Capitol building since, what, 1816? <laughs> so in 2021, in, in four or five days after the new year, we had somebody storm the Capitol. This is a, a historical, unprecedented moment that occurred yesterday. And for once, it didn't involve black people. I'm actually happy about that. I'm actually happy. For once, <laughs> once black people actually sat Oh, back. Lord and Lord, thank God. What the... Why yeah, I am? I am fucking. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. We sat. I sat back and watched this. She like, wow, this shit's amazing. Okay, fine. Ain't nobody people getting shot on this one. That's good. We happy about this one. So they stormed the building. They took over the Congress floor. They sat in representatives' offices. They took pictures. They stole shit. And the most important thing about this is that there were no arrests. There were no detainees. One woman was shot and killed. And you kind of wonder to yourself, how the fuck does protocol work in this situation? Mm. So, Mr. Bridges, I ask you, what are your thoughts about this unbelievable incident that occurred yesterday? Why you asking me? Ain't like I got a crazy ass opinion about what's about to happen with this. You sure? But since you asked me, I guess I'll give my opinion. Of course. So. You know how I do it. Dante Bridges is an etymologist. So before we do anything, we have to understand what the word cool means. Because a lot of people take it out of context, don't know the connotation or the denotation of what the hell they're talking about. So what is a coup? A coup is a hostile takeover of a small faction of people that was once in power. That's exactly what a coup is. If you look in your Webster's Dictionary, it is close to exactly what I said. Might be a here or two or the that I'm missing, but that's the exact definition of a coup, okay? So, was that really a coup? 
that happened. Wouldn't it be considered a coup if it actually accomplished something? Well, see, a coup is not about accomplishment. A coup is about the attempt. And, you know, throughout history, like you said, what, what was the time when you said there was 1816. a coup? 1816, when there was a coup. There's been coups going all throughout the United States for a long time. Actually, the last coup, coup, the coup that actually happened in the United States was not 1816, but it was about 2005. But a lot of people don't understand this. This is why when I look at this, I take all this with a grain of salt. Because a person that actually did a coup was a man by the name of Barack Obama and a lady by the name of Hillary Clinton. When they actually manipulated Libya and the people of Libya to overtake Gaddafi, throw out the gold dinar, and put a new type of order in place where all of a sudden it was the incoming of what we call Libyan slave trade. Because the Libyan, the Libyan slave trade right now is just as bad as the slave trade when you said back in 1619. That's how bad it is. So that's what an exact coup looks like. And that was orchestrated by the United States CIA and also by who you call Obama and Hillary Clinton. So we all are known for doing coups. But see, this is the thing about that. There was a lot of deaths that happened. The dictator, a.k.a. dictator Gaddafi, got killed. But something that I see that's not really adding up, one plus one is equal in five to me, is that these people that were supposed to be citizens were able to just march into a Capitol building and get into the grounds where it should have been heavily guarded with security. Now, I don't really understand it myself, you know what I'm saying? Well, under the dialogue that we have been told that Trump sent out mass tweets and messages kind of encouraging people to show up at yesterday. Because what happened was, as I said before, the Electoral College would have been ratified, was supposed to be ratified yesterday. And that is why they rallied outside the Capitol building to do that. They tried to stop that from happening. Okay, now I'm going to say this, and I really mean this. If Donald Trump would have rallied U.S. citizens to storm a Capitol building, that would have been considered first-degree treason by the United States Constitution, and he would have been subject to a firing squad. So that that people are trying to manipulate and that the mass media, a.k.a. ABC, NBC, Fox News, and CNN is trying to perpetuate to everybody. But that's not what is actually occurring. See, me personally, I call a spade a spade. I don't really believe in a Democrat. I don't believe in a Republican. I don't believe in a Libertarian. What I believe in is actual truth. I'm what you call an observer. So when I sit back, analyze, and objectively look at this situation, what I observe is this looks like something that was organized not by the MAGA Republican side of the game, but was organized on the Democratic get Trump out of office by any means necessary side of the game. Because when you have so many people going inside of a Capitol building, like I said, that is supposed to be heavily armed, there are situations in place that need, almost like trip, trip wires. You got to take the trip wire away in order to get as close as they did into Nancy Pelosi's office into these different offices. You cannot do that in a government building without it being orchestrated, without it being an inside job. 
without people being able to allow you to come that far. Now, I know everybody has looked and seen that Antifa has something to do with this. Everybody has looked and seen that there are crisis actors on the scene. They getting recycled like plastic, how these crisis actors is going. And, but what you don't see is all of a sudden, Donald Trump doing the investigation with Georgia it getting close to him actually getting it overturned and then a launch of what we look at as a big ass coup or damn near a new civil war happening which is causing the 25th amendment to come into play which is an amendment where if you bring that up that means that the president can be impeached again or he can be wow he can be seized of his rights and now he has to overturn it over to the vice president in order for him to leave. And he can be taken immediately away from the presidency. You're having this right in the middle of Donald Trump protesting that the Electoral College was rigged. So to me, when I observe this from the outside looking in, I see that, yes, this was orchestrated. But it might not be orchestrated by MAGA. It might not be orchestrated by Republican. It might be orchestrated by the people that want to come into office and have no bumps and obstacles in their way anymore. And Donald Trump has been one of the biggest obstacles and bumps there is. So that's my opinion of the game. Well, I'm going to have a little bit of a different opinion about that because I see that point, but then I also have to understand this. If the man's going out of of office in 13 days, why would you care unless you're worried about he's going to do something within the next 13 days that can upset the balance? So, unless you think he's actually going to do that, I really don't see a point in trying to start an impeachment process. And I really don't understand why you would feel that you need to get him out of office now. He's already lost. Mm. It's not like overturning the electoral college, regardless of whether or not we feel like what happened in Georgia, it happened. And it ain't gonna change. And there's nothing they can do to change that. Trump can't change it. Republicans can't change it. Democrats can't change it. None of us can change it. The Electoral College is the Electoral College. We personally have said do away with the Electoral College because apparently it's a joke. And it's been a joke for a long fucking time. But the point is, is that if it's already happened, what are we gonna do about it? Trump has no authority to stop this. But he has authority to probably do other shit. Right, and it's funny how I'll, I posted a theory out. What if they couldn't ratify the Electoral College and confirm President-elect Joe Biden? Do you know that by the 20th of January, if they weren't able to ratify that, the power of the presidency would have fallen into the hands of Nancy Pelosi, right. the House Speaker. Mm-hmm. The pro tempore. Yes. So would that be a narrative right there? Which apparently has been avoided because they did ratify it anyway last night. So all that was kind of like, hmm, interesting how that happened. So, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm not saying that I don't see that as a possibility. I'm just saying, what's the fucking point? It's kind of pointless at this time. I will say this, but it does bring up a larger narrative which has, now has broken through social media and it is the treatment of these supporters. Had their skin color been different and under a different premise, would we have gotten the same outcome of what has occurred? Now, before I get to you real quick, I want to say No, this. no, go do your thing. So, 
Would that be different? Obviously, we would say this would be different. Obviously, we would say there would probably be a bloodbath. We know that already. The point is, but also you have to look at it like this. Most of these protests were from unarmed citizens protesting peace and love. These motherfuckers came on the Capitol building armed with guns, pipe bombs, had a noose, apparently reported. So, obviously, the police and the Capitol Hill police had to treat this with white gloves and we couldn't start an incident, despite the fact a woman already got shot and killed. So the point is, I would have to say is, how do you treat these people different from these people? Well, it's simple. These people are armed. And basic training, if you understand, I'm not trying to defend the police here, trust me, God forbid I'm not. But armed basic training, you have to understand that if a police officer sees an, uh, an armed suspect, the first thing he has to do is defuse the, defuse the problem. In order to defuse the problem, you actually have to let some shit happen. In this case, let them in the Capitol building. Now, can we say something different when it came to them being a minority? Absolutely. Because that's what happens to minorities all the time. It's shoot first, ask questions later. Especially people of our skin type. However, I will say this. I don't really have a problem with what happened yesterday. I really don't. For like I said, for once, people, an incident like this, nobody of our skin complexion was harmed in this. It didn't involve us. So I personally didn't give a damn about what happened. I actually enjoyed it. I actually got a laugh out of it. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Well, I don't understand why people are so mad about what happened. It has nothing to do with us. Why should we care about it? You tell why why should we honestly care about this as black people? Just to be honest. I don't understand why we have to be mad. I don't understand why we even bring up this argument of, well, if we were treated differently, if it was different if we were black. Yes, we know that. But for the time being, this ain't got shit to do with us. I was watching, well, I wasn't watching, I was listening to The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlemagne, Light Skin Cat, Angela Yee, DJ, what's his name? Envy, DJ Envy. And they had similar talking points to, to what was just been said. But it's what I just said. It was similar talking points. See, every time I hear this going on, with you know the Republicans, the Democrats, this riot thing, I keep hearing these same talking points come up, and these same talking points kind of let me know that people are only thinking in mono stereo when they should be thinking in 3D. I'm not calling anybody dumb or stupid, but what I do feel is that people get enthralled into their position of what they feel is right and what they feel is wrong. The other part of it is I feel that people rely on social media and media coverage like CNN, ABC, and Fox so much that they don't understand that it's controlling the narrative that they speak upon even when they think that they're coming up with an original subject. So everything that most people say on the media, and I'm talking about black media now, is going into the black-white issue that at least this wasn't black people. If black people would have did this, then it would have been crazier. First of all, I'm kind of sick of that tick for tat shit, okay? Because I am an observer. I've seen rallies and protests with black people when no black people was harmed. I've also seen rallies and protests with white people when about four, five, nineteen white people were shot. 
I've seen situations where black people has marched in a building and no one was harmed. And I've also seen buildings where there was a coup that was done in either Wyoming or Oregon and a person was was shot dead and he was a white man. So I've seen a mixture. But guess who is the people that have shown me all of this? The goddamn media. So what I want y'all to be a little bit cautious of is letting the media manipulate the way that you feel about it without actually getting the cold hard facts. So this is shout out and kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of segueing into this. Go to the Brothers Group page. Get your T-shirt, $25. Facts over feelings. That is facts over feelings. Because what I deal with is facts. And when I look at all of the facts, number one, the reason why this was something that you should really look at is because Donald Trump did have an opportunity to regain the presidency and have another runoff if they would have found out that Georgia and the other swing states did do something illegal with the Electoral College votes. So, yes, that would have happened. The only way that it wouldn't have happened is all of a sudden something happened civilly, meaning in Washington, D.C., where they had to take Donald Trump out because of extenuating circumstances a la riots in D.C. enacting the 25th Amendment that gets Trump ass up out of here without even thinking twice about it. Now you said what he has about 19, 18, 20 days? No, it's 13. 13 days. The judgments are coming down right now. They have found the evidence of these people cheating on the electoral colleges and cheating with the popular vote, okay? Now, this is something that the mainstream media is not talking about. Now, why did they all of a sudden want to usher out Donald Trump? Because this is what's happening. The This is not the end result. The, the, the result, the beginning of this was a whole lot of white people coming into the Capitol building. The end result is Donald Trump saying that we got to get him out of here and put him in prison. So why did that swing all the way to Donald Trump and getting him out and putting him in prison when the pending results of him seeing if they cheated for Biden in electoral college is about to happen right now? Why did that happen? Why is this lining up like this? I'll tell you one thing. A lot of people that understands military science, military war, it's a thing called the Hellenic effect. It's called organized chaos. Okay. You give the people something to go crazy over, to get chaotic with. They want you to give them the answers because they want all the chaos to stop. You give them the answers, but you're giving it with ill intent because you plan to do something that was worse than the shit that they already got with the chaos. What I see the United States doing is pulling their own reverse coup because you had to get this dude out of office in a way where he can never come back. Once the 25th Amendment is enacted, you cannot come back from the 25th Amendment. Okay? This is not a clean break from Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Donald Trump. This is a very muddy break, okay? Which will still make the people that's in middle America say that Trump is truly our president, even when Biden and Kamala Harris is in office. What they're trying to do is not only destroy the presidency with Donald Trump, but they're trying to destroy his name, his legacy, so that the people will not actually rally against Trump. They'll rally for him, okay? Actually, I said that backwards. So they won't rally for him, they'll rally against him. So I believe what's happening is, they are putting everything you need to incite anger towards Donald Trump, but you're not seeing what the results is dealing with the Electoral College. Did Joe Biden cheat? Did the Electoral College actually swing for the Democrats instead of the Republicans doing it in the illegal way? 
is this really a coup? Was this an organized coup that was done by Joe Biden and done by Kamala Harris side? Not them personally, but by the Democratic and the people that want their agenda to be passed. There's one other thing that I got to say about this. Have you ever heard of the expression, an enemy of my enemy? Is my friend. Is my friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I have somebody that I consider the enemy, and I'm not saying the government is my enemy, but a lot of the policies they pass goes against what I want in order to survive and live and thrive and, and, and have kids. It goes against it. So this is one of the biggest entities of the world. And I've seen so many presidents, vice presidents come into office and be ingratiated and loved by this media and this government, okay? And the one thing that I saw from them is, although they might have seemed nice and, and black, a la Barack Obama, all of the agendas that they passed went against the African-American community. But they were ingratiated and loved on CNN. They was loved on ABC. Look at the poise and the charismatic of Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. They, they loved them. They ate it up. They were on his side. Okay? But that government is an enemy to me because they have done things that caused me harm in my community and my family harm. So now you got to do not Trump coming. Trump is somebody that you literally see that the people that hate the American middle class, the Foxes that push an agenda, the ABCs, the CNNs, the mass media, the government, they hate him. And you decide that you're going to hate him without investigating exactly why they don't like him. They don't like him because they, he goes against their agenda. And a person that goes against their agenda is actually not doing you wrong as a black American or you wrong as an American. They're doing the government and the mass media wrong because they're not going around with the fucking flow of what they want them to do. So I don't understand how y'all don't take a chill pill, grab a tree and realize if an enemy of your enemy is your friend, then you need to look at why the hell they hate Trump so much and they your enemy too. You should start thinking, wait a minute. Let me see exactly what's going on with Trump, objectively speaking. You ain't got to be pro-Trump. I'm not pro-Trump, mm -hmm. but I'm pro-observing truth. So I challenge you to do that. And I promise you, you're going to find shit that you never thought you'll have or you never thought you'll see. I promise you that. Me personally, I call this more so of a spade to spade moment because if we talk about the Electoral College and being rigged, to be honest with you, four years ago, in a way, the public has rigged the Electoral College to get Trump in office in the first damn place, in my opinion. So technically, this is kind of like everything coming back full circle. However, I will agree with you on this one notation. You meet on this one notation. Yes, I'm gonna agree with you on my notation. Oh, on the concept <laughs> that this electoral college was rigged in the event for Joe Biden to win, take this into account. Joe Biden received 11 million more votes than Barack Hussein Obama when he was elected. 11 million more votes. You mean to tell me there are more black people out there that love Joe Biden than they love Obama? You mean to tell me that's the truth? Think about that for a second. 11 million more votes than Obama, and Obama was the golden child of the black community. He was the shining light. He was the vision of hope. And you telling me this crickety, crickety old white man got 11 million more votes than him? Black folks love them that much? Minorities love them that much? So what do you say? I would say that turnaround is fair play. 
Everything comes full circle. So you saying there's no uh, fair games in the devil's playground? Nope. What you're it's never has been, never will be, and it probably will never ever change. Mm-hmm. It's always been like that since the electoral college even began. It was built off of slavery. It was built off of racism. It's built off of every negative connotation. Now, I'm going to say something else that I really want y'all to look at. Okay. Do you really want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Now, I understand that the world is a stage. Who said that? Shakespeare. And Shakespeare was actually talking about democracy, Democrat, because that got his origins from theater in the Roman Empire. But let's just go back to that. The world is a stage. Who do you want to act for you? Do you want the person that is actually vetoing bills that is for the African-American, Black, Indigenous, American, Foundational, Black, American, American, whatever you want to say about them? Do you want that person to be for you as your actor? Or do you want a person that actually supported more than a hundred African-Americans being freed from prison, that gave over a hundred million dollars to HBCUs, that actually included Ice Cube inside of his silver, I mean, platinum package plan, in order for African-Americans to get a piece of this economic pie, because most of this shit is calcified already. Now, you can look at him and you can say, I don't like his hair. I don't like that he's brash. I don't like that he talks like that. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some real. Most people that are real people, you're not gonna like because they have a specific way that they do shit. If everybody agreed with him, then I would think something was wrong with him. Everybody don't agree with Trump because Trump is a personality. But that's why I'm gonna go back to this. Facts over feelings. I don't give a shit what you say. I don't give a shit how you look. I don't care if you act right now. But what I care about is what your end result is. And when I seen what Donald Trump had did for the African-American community more than any other community and any other president that I've seen, including Barack Hussein, Barry, you know his name, Sosa, because you know his real name, then I started to say to myself, hmm, maybe it's something to this whole everybody hating Donald Trump thing. Because a lot of times when people are genuinely on the side or not even on the side, but an ally of the African-American people, there are sociodynamics that set up a almost coup, kind of like this, or some type of uh, deceptive trap that causes the whole world to hate that person. Right. And this is the same game plan I've seen with the Black Panthers, which is being used on Donald Trump. And this is looking from the outside in on an objective perspective objective perspective I can't call a spade a spade without saying that some of this shit y'all say Donald Trump is doing and saying that he's not doing some of this shit that y'all saying that he's the worst person if you give me a hundred million dollars and you tell me to call Steve the worst person because he just gave me a hundred million I can't do it so for you black America foundational black Americans if any person gives you a hundred million dollars and then you want no, not one. You get manipulated by the mass media telling you that he's a horrible person, but he literally gave you a lot of money that you need to take your ass up and try to find because it's there. Right. You know, it's over a billion dollars worth of allocated funds and grants and scholarships and small business loans and, and small business investments and micro loans that's right there for you for the taking that he has allocated. But you ain't got your lazy ass up and filed the paperwork, filled out the documents in order to receive it, but you sitting on your ass talking about nobody is not helping you right. when this man has literally laid out micro loans and grants for you. The only thing I can see you is is manipulated by the system that you saying that you against. But it's treating you like a puppet with strings on it, my dude. 
So, what are you talking about <laughs> with this whole situation? But what do you feel about the historic, like the whole connotation about race as far as this incident is concerned? Because it's like a lot of people are emotionally charged up about this right now, and people don't understand why exactly some of the reactions have come on. Like, let's talk. Let's not talk about what we like believe about. Let's talk about the visual impact that this has had. For as far as how the treatment towards blacks and whites is coming in a certain situation. Because a lot of people can't seem to get themselves emotionally out of this situation out of this situation whatsoever. So you kinda of have to look at this from a wider lens. What exactly as black people are we supposed to feel about this situation? I've lived in over ten cities in my life. I live in 10 cities with 10 surrounding suburbs. I've been to Davenport, Iowa. I've been to St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Bethesda, Maryland, Dallas, Texas, Irving, Texas. Uh, I'm, I'm missing some. I, I think I went to Central Florida for a second, so I was around a nearby Orlando area. One thing that I've seen without all, throughout all my travels is that lower to lower middle class white people get treated just like inner city black people. I've seen it. I've seen the whoop the ass of many white people that's either going in dilapidated homes or in trailer parks. So what is my answer to this? It's incited by the same person that's controlling you with the puppet strings. It's incited by the mass media and the government. Like, Pharrell got a song with Thundercat, shout out to my favorite artist, Thundercat, where he says most people think it's racism, but it's really class. This is classism. This is not racism. Racism is when you take away allocated funds from a particular demographic in order to gain power. The people that's doing that is the government. But when you talk about on a population standpoint, Joe Schmo from around the block or Joe Schmo that live in Mount Greenwood, that's a white guy. Joe Schmo can't do anything to me. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily, unless you join the police force. And we, we all know that we understand what that is. Right. But this is mostly incited by the mass media that's promoting racism over classism because classism is something that if you touch it, that means that how many people in the United States, roughly? Let's give, let's give a estimated two billion, three billion people. Okay, let's just say two million. Yeah. Two billion. Two billion. That means two billion against one entity, which is the United States government, if you talk about classism. And let's say out of that two billion, maybe one billion is of the lower class, lower middle class. Now you're talking about 1.5 billion against the entire United States government. And I don't care how many tanks they got, I don't, many, I don't care how much weaponry they got, I don't care how many bombs they made. 1.5 billion people, if you looked at this on a class perspective, because whether you black, you white, you Asian, you Puerto Rican, if we fall into classism, which is what they're really representing here, then all of us will be against the government. And the government can't have that. Right. You want to know where that started out? In the 1600s, it was a thing called the Bacon's Rebellion. Yes. What happened with the Bacon's Rebellion is that they had all races, black, white, Asian, that was working and they had not racism but classism because the aristocrats that came from Europe and the indigenous aristocrats from America was controlling everybody. So all of the different races said we're going to get together and we're going to wipe out all this aristocratic society. 
And what happened was a guy named Bacon, they tried to give him a raw deal, giving him some land all the way out in the wilderness where he couldn't get no water. So what they said to him is, look, we're going to get all these people and wipe out all these uh, London, British people, all these aristocrats. Right. And they damn near wiped them out. But then the aristocrats came up with a plan and said, listen, if we turn that white person, and at this point, white wasn't a thing, but if we turn this pale person against this dark person, and if we promote this pale person as, although we control him as a slave, we just give him a little bit more butter biscuits or butter crumbs than we give that dark skinned person, yeah. then we can actually control the lower class. And through that, you get what we call black, which is what we are. But that is a class, it's not a race. And white, which is what they consider what they are, but it's not a class, it's a race because a North African as dark as Steve is considered white. So it's, you have to look at this in a different perspective. Take your glasses off and put them back on and instead of looking at a white people raiding the Capitol building, look at it as lower to middle class raiding the Capitol building now, okay? Now see how that looks. Okay, because the worst thing they can do is have everybody unite according to class, because I don't I believe in that racism as a separation tactic. I believe that black people, connotatively speaking, need to get together and get their own shit because we're all tribes and clans. And if you part of this clan, you part of my clan. I'm part of the Chata, Chata clan. If, shout out to all my Chata's out there. Okay, Halito. Okay. But if you're a part of the clan, you get together. But all that shit they're doing, that's classism and divisism. But it's cloaked in racism. So fuck that. Because you think you're pulling the wool over somebody's head. And somebody that don't think in 3D, they think in mono, will believe it hook, line, and sinker. And go on the breakfast club and the view and the voice and the real and the shop and the Jones and the bar and whatever all these goddamn stations is on channel seven five and two and promote all these talking points that don't mean a goddamn thing and have you thinking that it's about black people tit for tat would have got shot and white people would have shut up <laughs> and i mean that from a place of objectively looking at this and knowing that you haven't did your homework on it. that's why i mean it from not arrogancy not any of that right. but just do your homework that don't involve channel six or channel five Here's the bottom line, basically. And I think we've learned about this through our entire lives. Is that the 1% don't hate black people. I think the 1% don't really hate white people. The 1% hates broke people. <laughs> and a lot of us are broke. And you know what the 1% loves? Keeping us broke. Because they want to keep us down there so as long as they can stay up there. And that's real. So if you look at it from this whole dialogue that this is upcoming, man, we're not going to be prepared if there's a race war. There ain't going to be no race war. There never has been a race war. And if it's a race war, we're already at a disadvantage because y'all don't take care of y'all shit in the community anyway. But this is not going to be a race war. Like we said, this is a class war. This is a war on the middle and lower classes. This is a power struggle. This is keeping us oppressed no matter what and dependent on this government system no matter what. So if you take this, even though, like I said, I personally enjoy this, but I hope this serves as a bit of a wake-up call to the community and to the world, well, most of the United States. Our government is crooked no matter who you put in office. Trump 
You may not like him, but he has opened some eyes. He has opened some ears. He has shown us a way that you can get to a certain place in life where you don't have to be dependent about this system. That's what kind of makes him more fear than anything else. I have a couple of uh, people in some groups like that. I, not this Facebook, but just in general that I roll with. And a lot of us, you know, we're the type of people that might read a, a book every two, three days. Like me personally, and you might think I'm bullshitting when I say this, but I literally read a book every two to three days. Like a book, an entire book. I can, I can literally read a book in a day. Like a 300, 400 page book, I can read it in a day. And one of the things that I've noticed about us is, objectively speaking, we see what Trump did, and we see who Trump is, and we see what has happened, and we see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we realize that we are in more shit with a evil that is covert, that is going to pass agendas that go against us, than we are with a perceived evil that is just abrasive in his speech, which is Trump. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you. I'm just going to take this back to being in a hood or being around some people. I'd rather have an enemy that say, I don't like you, than an enemy that's smiling in my face all the while they want to take my place than backstabbers. So you really have to understand if we're speaking on the world as a play side of the game. That when you're so for the Democrat society, what have they literally done that promoted the black family to come together? If you say things like welfare, you say things like, I don't know, wig or, you know, hood. Shit that makes you depend on them all the time. Only thing they did was enable you. And they enabled you and they disenabled you to get with your black man. So when I look at the Democrat and the laws they have passed for the past 50 years, only thing I've seen, and we're going to speak for black people, is them breaking up black communities and black families by being an intercessor and bringing in programs that literally eliminate one person in the family. And nine times out of ten, that was the black man. So I'm for anybody that, that indirectly or directly promotes bringing people together. And the reason I say indirectly, because if I snatch all your funding, your welfare, all that, your wicking, all that shit, and I'm not talking about if you truly need it, if you're in an emergency dire situation, but for the person that wants to make a career lifelong lick of receiving EBT and receiving HUD and receiving Section 8, if I snatch that away from you, right now we're going to see who got to depend on who. Now we're going to see a little teamwork up in this month. Yeah. <laughs> so... The democratic part of the game has started that. But at the same time, they they only uh, two different wings of the same bird. We get that. But this wing over here is causing a lot of shit that this wing over here can, I'm not going to say solve, but allow the black community to come together. So I'm not for this democratic thing that's coming in. I'm not for the Republican thing that came in. But I, I am for looking at this objectively and saying we had a better chance of building as a black community with them in office than the people that we had coming in right now. Okay. I will say that one thing I, I do admire about Republicans is that even though they try to stonewall you and gaslight you, they stay in their ground until they get shit done. I'll at least do that. Democrats have a tendency to kind of keel over and just go with the narrative to make everybody happy. They say what they want to say. They make you feel good. 
It's kind of like I, uh, I wrote the old joke. I said the old joke a while back, and I keep saying this about this. is the difference between Republicans and Democrats. At least the Republicans will, are going to fuck you. And they have no problem telling you they're going to fuck you. Democrats will lie to your fucking face to take you out to dinner and wine you dine you before they fuck you. Hey, man, I ain't trying to have sex with nobody, man. Listen, I'm just saying this is what Democrats do. Okay, I mean, that's, that's, you know, They're the, both the definition of a bad date. At least yeah, one of them is going to be brutally honest. Say, save the fucking... I don't... I don't I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just being real. <laughs> I said it's a joke, okay? But the point yeah. I'm trying to make is... Ain't trying to get rammed. We sacked. are <laughs> in a situation where if you want to go into this Democratic election and say, let's be a little bit more optimistic and say, hey, if they vote for our best interest, let's get shit done. Yeah, okay. Alright. Okay. Good luck with that. Now, I will give you a different perspective on this whole situation. Now, it's not what it is, but it is a, a learning lesson from this. So, you know how when something happened like George Floyd, uh, Tamir Rice, all those type of things with the black community, how we protest, yeah. but it was kind of civil, you know what I'm saying? And then when it wasn't civil, we went and destroyed our own community. Yes, like uh, when George Floyd died, uh, an area in Chicago that I grew up next to, I, I lived, I stayed, I grew up in West Pullman, but Roseland is right next to West Pullman. Right. The community went and they destroyed damn near all of Roseland, okay? Uh-huh. They destroyed their own shit. Now, what you did see, if this is true, now we talking in the world of, you know, this may let's, not let's all go be take true, it as a, but if this was out. what happened, you had a group of people that saw that the United States government was doing something that they were completely against. And instead of protesting peacefully, instead of, hell no, we won't go, hell no, they took their ass to the building where they were doing the injustice in and ransacked that and got their ass shot like the Revolutionary War back in the 1700s. So what I would say, if we're going to discuss it like that, Black people, do you see the difference between a civil protest in downtown Chicago and then going to the Capitol building, a city hall, and going in and throwing the fucking building apart and tearing the building apart and and destroying the very essence of what you're saying is putting you down? It's a big difference, don't it? Look a little different. And even though, you know, this is where we get black and white again. Yeah, we go. Now, black people looking and saying, the nerve of these thugs. The only reason why you call them thugs is because you got that tit for tat shit in your mind. Because they call me thug, and I call it thug. What you're seeing is people in the right way, when some injustice is going on, they don't let the government decide what they're going to do for the betterment of them. They take it in their own hands and whoop ass. Now, you need to think about what they did, black people. Instead of calling them thugs, I want you to pull out your pen and your pad, and I want you to take notes of when you can't get no justice and no peace, the next step you got to do, because that's the way shit get done. If we're talking about this was actually something that was real, because I don't know if this was something that was real or not, because really, take, I don't know. I would take those <laughs> as far as the black people need to get themselves to a point where they can do stuff like that, which means do stuff like that smarter, which means actually train and prepare. We are not close to that. We need to get started on that ASAP. I don't know about that, bro, because the only reason why I say it not to cut you off is because I don't really think that they had, what's that group that had the dude 
It was called not effing around, not effing around crew or something like that. Five boys or something. Like that? No, no, no. These were black people. The militia that the black people had had this not effing around click. Anybody who know it, put it down in the chat room. Mm-hmm. It's it's something. They had all these different types of marches where they were in a single file line, like they were Navy SEALs, military. I think I know what you're talking about. But the thing is, I don't think that's enough. We need more than that. No, no, what I'm saying is they did all the march and all the practice and all the training there was. Yeah. But when it came down to it, the only thing you gotta do is take about a hundred people and just charge some shit. That's all you gotta do. So a lot of times you get caught in what I call analysis, paralysis by analysis. And training, marching. Covertly and stuff like that That works But you do see that this thing Is just taking over channel 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 32 All that By a bunch of people That you don't even know If they from Appalachian Mountains Or they from Goddamn California You don't know where they from But they went in there And they handled their business Well I still look at it Just the mindset This is still a bit of a White capitalist country Emphasis on capitalism Keyword is white So so unfortunately Even though It only takes a hub for a hundred Remember It takes a couple hundred To do 20 things better Than the average white person do To get shit done In this country So I have to always Kind of remind myself That when I say We need more We still gonna need more Like if I were y'all, just in case, go stock up with some ammunition, a lot of ammunition, and teach yourself how to shoot. That's the first thing I would do. Learn how to fire a gun properly. Learn, and I mean, learn accuracy. Learn to hit that motherfucking target because you never know when you might need it. Man, wait a minute. Before we get off here, man, we had a couple of more things happen, man. What's up? The uh, black guy in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that got a uh, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Yes. They uh, they 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 dismissed it, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw WGN News tried to play it up like both charges against the cops and Jacob Blake were dropped, and I said, and Jacob Blake, mm-hmm. like what the fuck? Did the charges Jacob Blake had? Mm-hmm. What they? I somebody please clue me in because I don't know what charges he had that warned him getting shot in the back six seven times. Resisting arrest is probably what they're gonna put out there. Well, that I don't know how to. Fully grown man can't stop one grown man. Mm-hmm. So God forbid, I don't know what the fuck they talking about over there. So people stuff with the Jacob Blake and all of those things. I want y'all to comment. Tell us what you think about that man. Do you think that was some civil unrest? Do you think that was injustice for black people once again? Do you think that we need a change as far as in Kenosha, Wisconsin? Do you think the sheriff needs to be, you know, that he needs to resign or step down? Just leave us some comments to tell us what you think about Kenosha. Wisconsin in the Jacob Blake case. Yes. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Brothers Podcast. First one of the new year, and we are going to keep hitting them. Before we do that, I want to give a shout out again. Because even though we was talking about all the political and the madness, I like body scrubs. So, shout out to Moni Roberts. What I want you to do is go to the Brothers Real Talk with the Brothers group page. And I want you to cash my Moni Roberts Crystal Lux dot online. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L 
L-U-X-X dot online. That's Moni Roberts, man. Get your bath scrubs, get your homemade candles, get your shea butters, get your jasmine and shea butters, all those good mixtures. Because people that like scents like I do, people that like to, you know, use exfoliants and body scrubs and all different types of things with smell and scent profiles. This this up our alley. This is like a homemade bath and body works for y'all. So I want y'all to go to support the girl because when you support her, you support us, all right? So every week we're going to be shouting out a bit business that you got a cash mob so if you got a business out there a small business go ahead and put it on the real talk with the brothers page or the brothers fan page and we all good with that and we're gonna shout you out he really likes his body wash i like my body washes well dante chase bridges steven city p dante Watson. chase bridges well i said for dante chase okay but you ain't got to say for me man. okay what? i know what the hell i am and on that note we are out of here this ain't peace this peace peace, peace.